Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand, then missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbaum. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. shootout loss last night against provincial rivals Calgary in the Battle of Alberta. The Oilers are hosting a optional practice as we speak. There are 10 players on the ice. Edmonton with a back-to-back coming up Friday and Saturday. Tomorrow against the reigning Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues and then back in Calgary on Saturday to play the Flames. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer joining you. Uh, Brendan, when I headed down to Rogers Place this morning, we were thinking it was going to be a full practice, uh, but turned out to be an optional. Uh, so, uh, and maybe not a surprise, really, given the context of the next couple of games coming up and just uh, the incredible passion that was in the building last night. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Coming up on today's show, 
It's a big show for you. Thursdays are the, one of the most podcasted shows that we have in Oilers now. Uh, from NHL Hockey and Rogers and Sportsnet, Louis DeBrusque at 1235 for our friends of Canadian Power Pack at 105 today. Brian Burke. And at 135, the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors, that is Jay Woodcroft. However, the first thing we got to do in the first half hour, uh, we'll get into the Oilers Now Audio Vault in a second. I will tell you, you can jump in right away on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors, strong enough for any mini sticks tournament. And... You can also reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. Catch the big game Sunday. That's February 2nd at the River Creek Resort Casino Super Bowl's watch party at the River Creek. Uh, it opens at 2, kickoff, 4.30. Get your tickets today at rivercreekresort.com. Brendan, how much fun did you have in the building last night? No, oh, that was remarkable. Right from an hour before puck drop, there's about five or six different groups of people there in their turtle costumes. And whether you buy that or, or, or you don't, I mean, it's just an awesome atmosphere when the fans are that engaged. And then the on-ice product exceeded all my expectations. I don't know about you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was, a you know, I tweeted after the game, the players from the Oilers and the Flames of the 1980s, that's hockey. I had... One of the greatest players in the history of the game reached out to me just before we went on here today. And like, that was awesome, right? I mean, it was an awesome game. Not the end result that the Edmonton Oilers were looking for. There were some concerns. Uh, the Oilers hadn't played in 10 games. There were some players that uh, did not bring their A game last night. Let's do this. Uh, you know, one thing, Brendan, I like to do is, frankly, I like to be honest and open. We should mention that we were having a minor technical glitch. I don't know if it's in our end here. Uh, with the uh, uh, email or on the chorus end back of the 630 Chen Studios. I'm, I am getting uh, emails, Brendan, I will mention from the Eskimos and other organizations as we speak. But that's uh, get <laughs> So am I. <laughs> there we go. That is weird. Uh, maybe uh, we'll roll into the Orders Now Audio Vault for direct workwear where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, online at directworkwear.com. Now, you got to help me out here, brother. How did you end up doing this? Okay, well, we're going to get right into the audio recap. Uh... Well, what more can we say about last night's game other than let's just listen to Jack on the call. Tonight is more anticipated because of the emotional component and what occurred in that January 11th matchup at the Saddledome, won by Calgary 4-3. to And the cat calls are for Matthew Kachuk, who is playing on the line with Milan Lucic and Elias Lindholm. So Lucic moved up and throws it on net, and it's tipped home. And Calgary has taken a 1-0 lead 61 seconds into the game. Dreisaitl wins the draw. Quick shot, save, rebound, score! Yamamoto! Sam Bennett down low, left corner. There he is again, centering. What timer score? Off the stick of Drysaddle in front. What timer score? Jason buries the equalizer. Russell over to Matt Benning. He'll skate it in right hand side. Makes a beautiful move inside. Hannafin shoots and scores! What a finish by Matt Benning! He walks Noah Hannafin and buries it past. David Riddick for the equalizer. 3-0 with 8-11 to play. You wanted overtime in the Battle of Alberta. You got it. This is it, man. Tied at three. Dreisaitl makes a move. Down the middle. It's a breakaway. Wrist shot denied. David Riddick. A tremendous save. At his own blue line. Angle to pass off the boards. Return pass. Brody breakaway. Wrist shot denied. Mike 
seconds to play in OT. Dreisaitl over to Yamamoto, top of the left circle. How's his Battle of Alberta treating him? A drop pass, turned it over. Matthew Kachuk up ice. 25 seconds to go. In over the line, drops Brody. Left circle, back to Kachuk, tipped. Kachuk couldn't get a shot off. Oilers are going to have a two-on-one. 15 seconds to go for the win. Dreisaitl fires and missed. Rebound, Michael Backlund. David, one of three this season. In across the line, angling to his right, shoots off the post. Two shots and two posts. In across the blue line, top of the circle, Streisaitl, poke check Riddick, and he made the save. Riddick throws his stick, quite animated as Calgary celebrates an incredibly emotional, draining 4-3 shootout win. It was awesome. It was a terrific game. Oilers did not get the win. The break early, there were chances. I think that uh, David Staples from the Cult of Hockey had it like at 14-8. Uh, chances for Edmonton. Leon Dreisaitl, seven A-grade scoring opportunities for. Four against. One point blank to Sean Monaghan that Nugent Hopkins pulled off the line. Then the breakaway uh, to Derek Ryan, the former Alberta Golden Bear in the third period when the Oilers were on the power play. This game had it all. Of course, it had the fights as well. And uh, started with Nugent Hopkins and Monaghan. And Monaghan was the one that pushed for the fight. And Nugent Hopkins came on. He was in a little bit of trouble early. And then you could tell he has an older brother because he did pretty good as that one went on. Uh, and then Cassian and Kachuk. And Kachuk was looking for it. Not surprised. Um, you know, I know Kurt uh, Levins pointed out, you know, not everybody believed it was going to happen. My theory on this is there was so much discussion and it was so opposed to the tact that Matthew Kachuk took and you don't want to have to have your teammates fight for you. So he took the fight against Cassian and he was looking for it all game on a day in which the Edmonton Oilers also signed Zach Cassian a four-year contract extension. Hey, let's hope like hell these two teams find a way to meet in the playoffs. It was a kicker. Here's Dave Tippett's thoughts on the game last night. I thought the first 10 minutes we looked rusty from the break. We were jittery with the puck, chasing the puck. And uh, even though we, we gave up the goal they got, it was a fluky goal. It's uh, We weren't, I was hoping we'd start a little quicker. But then once we got going in the second period, I thought we were all right. Um, some coverage issues on some goals that are, I'd like to see a better job done there. And we're just making some mistakes that Schmidt was able to clean some up tonight. But we're making too many bad mistakes for a tight game like that so uh, tight game we hit two posts in the shootout what are you going to do with the extra point but there's a hard fought game we were looking for two points not one Tip had added some additional comments on the four-year contract extension. Uh, Bob McKenzie from TSN broke that uh, basically, what, about 3-ish, 3.30-ish in the afternoon. Orders made it official at 7.30 p.m. Four years, uh, $3.2 million cap it. The final year is only $2.3 million. Um, you know, uh, so basically the first three at three and a half, and then the fourth year, 2.3. Here's Dave Tippett on Zach Cassian's contract extension. Well, I think that's something that Kenny's been working on for a while. It's good to have him signed. He's uh, he's part of our team. He's uh, you know really well-liked guy in the dressing room. His game, I think there's still more upside in his game. He's a big, uh, hard player. He's got a presence on the ice. And, uh, um, you know, I think he wanted to stay here. Kenny and him were able to work out a deal, so it's uh, good for both sides. 
And uh, Zach Cassian, who Dave Temple was just talking about, said that Matthew Kachuk asked him to fight early. He wanted to fight right away, but I uh, I wanted to keep him guessing a little bit. And, uh, but he wanted to. I respect him for that, and I told him before we even dropped the gloves when we were going to. Um, the way it is. Now it's over. Um, wish that would have happened uh, in the first place, and then it would have been done. But um, respect him for stepping up to the plate. Um, uh, that's that. Kachuk, meanwhile, says uh, this about why he fought Zach Cassian last night. You know, it, uh, it had nothing to do with, like, the hits or anything like that. I just didn't like, you know, getting kind of humbled at home um, like I did. So I wanted to, um, you know, a lot of people didn't want me to do it, but I wanted to. So, um, you know, it's just kind of a way um, for me to stick up for myself. It wasn't had anything to do with owing anybody or anything. It was just I was doing it for myself there. Uh, yeah, okay, if, if that's what you're going to go with. I mean, when 98% of the hockey world uh, doesn't like uh, the fact that you took two significant runs at the player, and this is the, the, the that was the second such situation in which you basically didn't square up and uh, honor Cassian in a fight when he asked you to go. Uh, you know, I, I he can say, I mean, bottom line here is uh, let's just say certain people had a good feel this was an inevitable, and when somebody puts a tweet out that says now his teammates don't have to do it, figure it out. I think you're smart enough to get it. Most of you played the game if you're listening to this show. Uh, anyhow, good for him. He took the fight. Uh, he took a punch. It, it wasn't like I, and I did not. I, you know, I, I figured that Kajak would just get in there, put the appearance in. I didn't expect him to stand back and go rock him, sock him, robots the way a guy like Rudy Postcheck uh, used to chuck him, or even the way Maroon and uh, Cassian went last year, and nor did I think that Milan Lucic, the only way Milan Lucic is going to go after Zach Cassian is if Cassian buries Mark Giordano from behind in the boards, and right now there's a lot of you that think that maybe Cassian should bury Mark Giordano uh, behind uh, in the boards. Speaking of uh, Giordano, a little bit of a would you call it a clip, Brendan? How would you describe that? Was it a total knee job, partial knee job, glancing blow? Oh, man. Partial. I would say a partial knee job. I didn't see a tremendous amount of intent, but he sure did make contact. He has a way of being sneaky dirty, uh, and he's a hell of a defenseman. Uh, he is not, a, just to establish, he's not a superstar player. Superstar players, there's three or four of them in the league. They're must-see players, okay? They're guys that sell tickets. Nobody, when Calgary goes on the road, nobody's buying tickets to go see Mark Giordano play. He's a heck of a defenseman. The man won the Norris Trophy last year. Uh, he's certainly been a top 10 defenseman in the league the last several years. It's a wonderful story. But he's had multiple scenarios where he's been involved in sequences that have resulted in players being injured, including Cam Fowler in Anaheim, uh, Miko Koivu with the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Connor McDavid had this to say on Giordano's uh, knee on knee hit last night. I don't want to start a big media circus at all. I want to see he's, he's, a, he's a guy that plays hard, and, and that's that. So he takes the high road uh, in front of uh, George Peros and Steve and Wacom, and, and I, I thought the officiating in the first two periods, I was a little bit surprised more wasn't called. Uh, they let him play hockey, that's for sure. McDavid added some additional comments. If I can uh, blow up this uh, text here, Brendan, I'm not... Oh, you sent me another one. That might help me out a little bit more. Um... Uh, and you made it so any dummy could read it. There you go. Uh, McDavid says they uh, started slow after the long break. It's always tough coming back from a break, and, and uh, our team has not been very good when, when we have come back from breaks. But, um, you know, I thought uh, 
know, a little bit of a fluky one to start there and you know puts us behind the eight ball, but we thought we did a good job battling back. Um, earning ourselves a point and then losing to the skills competition. There you go. And two goal posts for the Oilers, Nugent Hopkins and uh, David right off the get-go, and away we go. All right, so the Oilers are having an optional practice uh, right now as we speak. Uh, I will tell you, Joe Kim Nygaard blocked it. Did nobody ask this question after the game, Brandon, last night with Dave Tippett? I don't believe anybody no, did. No, they didn't, actually, yeah. in retrospect. Yes. Uh, he blocked his shot off his hand after Adam Larson didn't get the puck out of the zone. Adam had a tough night. Actually, you know, it's really interesting. The guys that need to skate and need to play, because when they don't, it's noticeable when they come back. Like Riley Sheehan wasn't very good last night. James Neal. Uh, had some tough moments. These guys all would tell you they need to be a lot better. In fact, Neil and Cassian uh, weren't overly effective with McDavid, who was effective, who made plays out of nothing. I mean, he had one sequence where he created a, a breakaway and a one-on-four rush up the ice. Uh, Adam Larson on defense uh, needed to have a better game than he had last night. Um, anyhow, uh, Nygaard blocked a shot off his hand. When a player does not return from that, that's often not a good sign. So we'll have to wait for more information. The Oilers, uh, again, having an optional. I don't even know if they'll have the full extent of it. Uh, and somebody asked me about Chris Russell. Uh, you know, he got, I believe he was cross-checked by the Calgary Flames' Zach Ronaldo. Uh, I, I, you know, time, I guess time will tell in that regard. Uh, but it was, a, it was a physical game. Actually, there's only three defensemen on the ice today. Uh, Ethan Bear is out there, Adam Larson, and let's see... Uh, left shot, right shot, right shot. Yeah, Bear, Larson, and Caleb Jones are on the ice uh, this morning. All right, so Edmonton and St. Louis tomorrow. That's a bit of a rundown. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward here with Nygaard. If he can't uh, play, the Oilers are going to have to call a guy up, and this is where I remind you that he's a left shot and that maybe a left wing might make some sense. And there's a guy down in the minors that's got 101 points in 110 games in the American Hockey League. Might be time for a look-see with him. Nonetheless, it was a great game. I'd like to get your thoughts. Uh, text us on our Ashley Fine Floors text line, 780-496-0063. Is that the best regular season game you've seen since when? Was that the best game between the Oilers and the Flames that you've seen since when? Are we going to go all the way back to the 1991 playoffs? I mean, that was an old-fashioned canoe tipper. By the way, the Flames, and I know Jack and myself briefly discussed this last night, we were surprised the Flames put Reeder and Ronaldo in. Mark Jankowski had scored in the two previous games for Calgary, and I'm telling you right now, Dylan Dubé is a player. I was very surprised to see him get pulled out of the lineup last night for Calgary, but I expect both guys to play on Saturday. Flames will have the last change. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. 
Priceline. In that game, it's going to be a difficult back-to-back St. Louis and Calgary coming up. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. 12.25 at Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Rogers Place. Again, 10 skaters or so on the ice. Uh, somebody was asking on our Ashley Fine Floors text line. Is Leon Dreisaitl out there? Yes, he is. To NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs where your order is done on time, every time. Elite promotional marketing. Back at the 6.30 Chad Studios. Here is Brandon Escott. All right, before we jump into that, Bob, I'm just going to highlight a text message here. Uh, This one from a listener. Corey says, I trust your opinion, Bob, more than anyone else in Oilers media and was just curious why your tone about Benson has seemingly changed since the All-Star break. You were strongly hinting that he would be coming up lately but seemed to have cooled on that. I'm not the only one who's noticed. So perhaps this listener, Bob, is referencing the fact that you mentioned Colby Cave yesterday. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Well, first of all, Corey, there's there's lots of guys who have got really good opinions on the Edmonton Oilers but I appreciate your comment. Um, I'll tell you what happened is I I do think the fact that Sam Gagne uh, played last night instead of Gaetan Haas has me thinking that we might be seeing Colby Cave at some point, just that there might be a feeling that they might need somebody a little bit (laughs) stouter, thicker down the middle. I think there might be some concern, even though Haas has got probably an extra... But I'm not necessarily convinced that there's some people here currently in Edmonton that don't think that uh, Cave might not be a better fit. Now, the right shot, left shot thing obviously favors Gaetan Haas. So that's part of the reason why I mentioned Cave. As for Benson, he had uh, some significant people down to see him. Uh, Where were they last weekend? Were they in Tucson? Uh, I I watched part of the two games and the part I saw... And again, it's you're watching a webcast. You know, I, I think at some point Tyler Benson's gonna get a look. I got news for you here. If Nygaard, if we get some information on Nygaard that he's out, like if he, if that shock block results in a a, a, a hand injury of some sort that keeps him out of the lineup, I would have to think that Tyler Benson would marry, uh, merit serious consideration. I think Tyler got off to a bit of a a rocky start here with this new management team. He was not very good in the rookie tournament. Frankly, uh, I often look to the center when I see struggling wingers. Uh, and Cooper Marodi was coming off an ugly concussion. I don't think he's been the same since. So just a thought there. But I do think we're still going to see Benson at some stage, and we could see Cave as well. All right, uh, back into Can you bang off a one-minute NHL today for us for Elite there, Brendan? I sure can. Five other games. Uh, wow, I didn't even update that. Only three games tonight. I know the Montreal Canadiens are definitely one of the teams Canadian-wise in action. <laughs> uh, David Backus did tell the Bruins organization today he will not report to the American League after the 35-year-old cleared waivers last week. They will work on an alternative option, be that trade or otherwise, for the 14-year 14 14-year 14 vet rather, who has one year left at $6 million on the cap. Some rumors surfacing yesterday that the Seattle NHL franchise will be called the Kraken. The team put out a tweet uh, sort of trying to curb that, but it seems like that's all but a foregone conclusion. Should know sooner than later here. Condors get back at it tomorrow against Ontario. The Oil Kings host Winnipeg tomorrow night at Rogers Place, and the Golden Bears are out in Regina. Yeah, my 
minor clarification. Edmonton and St. Louis tomorrow night. Winnipeg at uh, Edmonton Saturday at Rogers Place. And if you listen to our broadcast last night, I had Winnipeg at Edmonton Sunday afternoon. So uh, we're all over the map here. Uh, that's uh, 12.29 off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, uh, Brendan Escott, myself, and Louis DeBrusque up next on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.